millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of Four Times in a Podcast is brought to you by your pals at Football Prizes. Now, as you know, Football Prizes give you the opportunity to win great Celtic prizes. This week's competition is no different. There is a fantastic signed and framed it's a custom framed Henry Larson Celtic shirt it's got LED lighting on it as well so it's a real one of a kind prize if you'd like to enter that go to football prizes search for the Celtic prize you will see it and it will be there tickets for this one cost £9.95 but we can get you a discount on that with our code 4 times 10 so that's the letters 4 times and then the number 10 so if you want to be get involved in that then go over to footballprizes.co.uk you need to do that before half 7 on the 21st of September so be quick because a load of tickets have already been sold and there's a limited amount it's limited to 99 tickets so you'll need to be quick to make sure you don't miss out and we'd just like to thank everybody who's used our code and to the guys at Football Prizes for their continued support of our podcast cheers Hello there and welcome to Four Times in a Podcast. Off four days on the night, just to discuss the recent results Celtic have had. I'm obviously heading in an international break, unfortunately. But I will go through the game, sort of discuss the result against St Mirren. And then we'll look forward to sort of what we think is going to be happening during and after the international break. But Tony, we'll get right into it. A lot of changes prior to the game when the team came out. i seen there was really two sides to it, I think. I think a lot of people were happy that there was no fringe players, but players who were getting sort of starts like Welsh, Ralston, Tumble, who some people felt were deserved and were just to a start. And then the, the alternative was people who felt that we shouldn't have been tinkering too much. It was as if it was just too too many changes. And ultimately, obviously, they'll say that they were proven right. But I think on the day, even with the subs that came on, I think everybody who came onto the park, yes, yeah, like Tapone, wasn't up to it. But how did you see the game? I mean, I was happy before the match. I mean, the, the, the manager has says he's, he was going to use the squad. And I know we've got a hell of a lot of games coming up in October. I think he since says that it was possibly a mistake to make so many changes. And 
hindsight's a wonderful thing in that regard, but it was just one of the days. That's what I would put it, didn't he? It kind of came out the blue. Her last league performance was a very strong win over Rangers. I thought St Mirren were very good in terms of they just made it a, a horrible game for their perspective, so it worked. It's disappointing. I mean, I, I don't want to let them after the hook. I thought they were garbage and it wasn't good enough. And I think um, I think the manager would have booted a few balls after it, so... I think they'll learn for it. I'm sure the manager will learn. He's probably learned a few things about a couple of the players in terms of maybe not as strong as, as we maybe think or Satan Stringers. Uh, it was just a, a just a poor game. We didn't really create one clear, really good golden opportunity, which is really disappointing because one thing Celtic always do under Postecoglou is create chance after chance and to create so many chances away in Poland to then come back and struggle so much in Paisley. Poor the defending for the goals is poor. I know there's been a kind of lot of talk that the second goal should have been disallowed. I think Dermot Gallagher said that the day in Sky. Just fair enough. It's, it's, I, I don't really want to go in the death too much. We know they're, they're really poor standard here. Would that have made much difference if that didn't go in? I don't know. I think we could still be playing. It'd still be we won now to some to be totally honest. Hope Carter Vickers is okay. There's kind of rumours that he's out for a kind of extended period until after the World Cup. I hope that's not true. Hoping for kind of confirmation as soon as possible. Ah, it's just a, just a cunty game, I guess. There's not really much else I can say. It's disappointing to get five clear and then it's cut back to two. But after the first kind of round of fixtures before this international break, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy. We're into the next round of the Cup. We're in a good position in terms of the Champions League. We've managed to go away from home and put on a very good display and get a point. It should have been three, I think we all know that. We've already demolished Rangers. And, and we're two points clear and our goal t- difference is significantly better. But for me, we should still be five clear. We should have beat some month. But um, I, I don't worry going in the manager or the, the players too hard. I think that would be really unfair. They've gave us some great games already this season. So I, I'm going to put it down to a blip. I think we'll regroup. I think we'll beat Motherwell the next time we're back. I would like to think Rangers obviously need to go away to Hearts, which is a, is a tough game. So... Obviously, after, I think Jota said he sell after we went five clear, the league's no done. I think that's a nice reminder to everybody there's there's going to be a battle on here to win it. We kind of get complacent. You need to go to places like Paisley or wherever it may be and, and dig in and, and have the right to win the match. And I, th- I think we'll be okay going forward, but overall pretty pretty pissed poor. But no, it's still, still a good start to the season. I like you say, there's... It's difficult because you inevitably say that bad results are going to happen eventually. It's it's football that happens, and the likelihood of going through a full season battering everybody and domestically is just it's highly unlikely. Anyway, I mean we've seen even through all the games where we are winning treble after treble, like being domestically invincible is something we've only done once. It's it's just the nature of the game that some you have half days. Sometimes it might happen. Danny, there's been a lot of talk about... To be honest, it was after European results. Um, and I would put the question to you, do you think that the fact that we've not had a victory in Europe despite playing well, do you think that's that played a part in the result at all? No, much like Tony, I think it was just a, a bad day at the office. I'd already chalked the game up and moved on five minutes after it finished. I think we were just that poor. It was just rubbish. Both goals we lost are just really bad goals to concede. And another day, maybe Jagamakis' heater goes in, but apart from that, I never really looked what's going on. And I think Tony's right, he could have been playing all day and no scored. So I just chalked it up straight away. It's one of the days there's not been many under manager. I couldn't quite get away from all the 
that's the worst performance ever under him and all that. That's his worst performance yet. And folk that, you know, couldn't wait to ever go to the manager for being complacent. But we're saying things like, that's us let them back in the title race now. And you're like, well, who's been complacent if you thought it was done in September? Because you were five points clear. But these folk aren't here to defend themselves. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't get wired in too much. I suppose I've seen a lot of it. Although we've said it many times before, I think some people just don't have the bottle for a title race at times or for things like that. But it's... It's a weird one. I don't get me wrong. The performance was absolutely stinking. And I don't really think even when Tony talks about the second goal, I'd, if I'm being brutally honest, watching the game, even before they scored, to be honest with you, but when I was watching the game and then they go 1-0 up just before half-time, for obviously when we came out for the second half, I didn't feel like we were going to score. didn't feel like we were really going to score prior to their goal. It, it just felt like one of the days we could be here all day and not put the ball in the net. And I to be honest, you seen that. I mean, when we took Greg Taylor off from Matt O'Reilly, we were all out of attack at that point. And even then, I thought we, we could generally be here all day. And with anything, it just looked as if we were going to concede again. But I think you're right. I think it's, for me, it goes down to a bad day at the office. It, it's football. It happens. The biggest thing is that they dust themselves down and, and move on to the next game. But, Dan, uh, what, what about yourself? How did you see the game? Like I said, it's there was changes made, but I think a lot will be learned about players' personalities and personnel, really. And I don't think that's something that we'll see again in terms of that many changes going to a venue where, let's be honest, since Sanchez came here, he has, he has struggled. It was one of the places he struggled to, to go to, rather. Aye, well, I think aye, we obviously drew there Christmas time last year and I think we were missing a whole load of players that night. But it was, I, I don't know how we looked at it. It was sort of twofold. Like, I think I think Danny's right. I think the criticism after the game was way overboard. Those people who seemed to of the draft ready about Colin Ange complacent and saying, oh, this is all on him and he was getting cocky and that. I don't think it was end to day with that, especially when you look at the defence. It played 75% of the defence was missing through injury or fitness concerns. Like, obviously, Carter Vickers, Starfield and Juranovic not been there. Like, that's three year forced starting centre-halves and fullbacks. So, it's tricky in that aspect. Obviously, up top as well, we... Jota been on the bench and Hexabana, which just started in Poland, been on the bench as well. I, I think we lost the game in the midfield. I, I think that taking Matt O'Reilly and Rio Hitati out and replacing them with Tumble and Aaron Moy was, in hindsight, probably what cost us. I think that you take that sort of urgency and pace out of the midfield. I know McGregor was pushed slightly forward, but I, I thought we looked really lackadaisical and didn't really have anything going in the midfield, and that's probably why we eh, struggled to break them down. I thought there were two wingers were poor, Abada and Maeda. I think Abada's score return this season, eh, speaking for itself, but I thought he was very quiet on Sunday, and as much as Maeda's been a bit of a revelation since he signed in January, I think the last few games he has been maybe a wee bit underperforming into what some fans have came to expect from him. And it's you've got to look at it. Like, I know it's, it's easy to say, but a year ago we'd lost three out of our first six, and we were in a much worse position. It's... It's completely Tony's sitting there on the head. I think we could have still been playing the new and no scored. Kyogo and Jack and Marcus didn't really have much chances between them. You know, Jack and Marcus had a header or two and Jota put a header wide as well. But apart from that, we just offered absolutely nothing, which was insane when you think about how we blew Rangers away and then took it right to Real Madrid. Obviously, should have won in Poland as well. And then you come to a ground like St Mirren and that's the day that you struggle. But it's... When these sort of runs, like I know we were a day short of a year unbeaten in the league, it's it's this type of performance we seem to fling in where just absolutely everything goes wrong. And I, I think people have been throwing sort of question marks over the likes of Jens and Stephen Welsh and a few others. But I think he really did miss Carter Vickers just because 
I was speaking to you in the group chat about it. I think it's not even Carter Vickers is obviously the best centre half in the country by a mile, but whoever's next to him always looks much better with him in the defence as well. So it's one of the ones that when he's missing then aye, it's really it's really evident and the, I know the second goal is probably debatable and with VAR you might get it chopped off but it's one of the ones that just like I think Welsh has to be stronger I think Yen's made a mess of the initial heater that comes in and I think it's quite worrying for Morrison because that's, I know we've not conceded many goals but a few of the ones we have conceded he seems to be the one that people are pointing the finger at for being out of position or losing a header or whatever but it's it's all about hindsight we're two points three and it's Gotten that we've threw away the advantage we did have after, like you think about the fact that the last game before eh, that in the league was the Rangers game where we went five clear. I think people, myself included, probably thought that we would only increase that advantage in the sort of short term. But it's it's not been the case so far. There's obviously games coming up in October. I, I know you say that it's start end of the year. You think the international break maybe it's came at the wrong time. I don't know if I. Completely agree. I think the team, I know we missed the living game, obviously, with postponement, but um, I think a couple of weeks break might do the team a bit of good, and especially if it was a sort of conditioning reason for guys like Hattati and O'Reilly and Juranovic and the likes missing out, because the fact that they were missing was just so evident, because like, it was, it's, it's a spinier team, and like missing the three, like Jota, Hattati and O'Reilly was just, it really did, it really did hurt us, I thought, but it's... As I say, Andy, it's all, it's all on, you've got to look at the bigger picture. We're in the Champions League group stage, we're two points clear in the league and it's one defeat. We've just got to treat it as one defeat and not get too over-exaggerated in the reaction, I think. I think that's the biggest thing. I think it's it's a time for Cam Head. When you get a result like that, it's, it's, it's out of the ordinary. It's not something that's happened frequently, I think. To be honest, there was a good performance for the vast majority of the game against Madrid. There was a lot of good to take for the performance. Against Shakhtar, although I felt we should have won the game, but there was a lot of good to take for the performance. I don't. I think it's maybe a, it's a one-off. It's happened. Get on with it. There's there's no point in the sitting dwelling on it. And I know we weren't even that keen to tear on out of the game and and sort of get bogged down in it because I, I just don't see it becoming a regular thing. But don't get me wrong. I think well, there's a lot of blame that will go the manager's way for the amount of changes. I would also say that for my money, a lot of blames go to lie with the players that. Even I've seen so many people sitting posting two starting elevens that say like I've got saying both of these teams would win the league. Like you can't come away with statements like that, and then just because you're at points the next day, you're just sitting away tweeting the exact opposite. I was like, that's just not how it works. I think I, the managers, probably go to rang and like you see, he's already sort of hinted at that and, and what he said, and that happens. He's, he's human at the end of the day. Like people make mistakes, you learn from them. But the players for me let themselves down as well. There was poor performances all over the park. Just completely well off it and I think although I would say the team should have been stronger but the 11 that started the game they were poor and I think that's been the case for a few players I mean even the guys that came off the bench I don't think anybody really offered anything and that might be being harsh because you come into a game for three of the five subs you're 2-0 down chasing a game and a team that have made it difficult and the team only in any form of rhythm were off it and but big players, big names, that you, these are the sort of results that you need to dig yourself out of. And I think that the players let themselves do as opposed to anything else because they are much better than that. But I do think we'll see it. But Tony, before we move on, anything else you want to add on, on the game or anything that took place before the game? Aye, I mean, <laughs> obviously the last 11 days have been totally absurd and absolutely mental as people starve and freeze to death with the 
it's just a takeover that's all been about the Queen and her life and how she was like me and you and some of the total shite I've read. People can have their head about Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield skipping a queue because they're privileged. Sitting over the royal family, or do they not get to do whatever they want because they're privileged? It was just, I, I did want to touch on it. I mean, I thought I thought the, the display was very clever. If you hate the royal family, clap your hands, and everybody had this stunning clap. You could see a few seething faces. Free speech in this country seems to have died, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I've never felt better as a Celtic fan and knowing you're in the right when you have the fucking idiots like Nigel Farage has come out against us, Pierce Morgan. A total dickhead, James Whale, an unknown granny shagger, Jerry McHale, I mean, fucking hell, the TV show he had for fucking about a decade. Who else? GB News. I mean, just all these, I mean, just absolute fucking morons coming out against us. All these people that spend all day moaning about snowflakes and they're busting into tears and going in 10-minute rants because Celtic fans have expressed that they, they are not fans of the monarchy, which is absolutely allowed if you want to support the monarchy. Fantastic. Knock yourself out. And if people want to protest against it, then that's also absolutely fine. So I just think, I mean, this country's lost a place the last few days. And whenever you seem to try and argue against the monarchy, you get hit with the old, if you don't like it, leave. But <laughs> I would rather uh, make the country better. So I, I, had to, I had to touch on it. I thought, I thought as I say, the, the display and the, the, the idea to sing that song and make everybody clap was funny. I mean, guys like Bill Lecky as well, another fucking half-wit coming out I against this. You know, think that they're mere raging, that it, that it was actually quite clever and it caught some of them out? Oh, it doesn't take much to, to, to catch these people. I think the living people really annoyed at it. I've seen some, I've seen some asshole saying if you take the, the minutes St Mirren scored their goals and add them up, it came to the same age as the Queen was. And I was getting mixed up. I didn't know what was parody and what, what isn't it the last kind of 10 days. Hopefully now that it's done, we can move on. I mean, I hope Charles, I said that's the last board. I hope he lives to about 370, man. Just fuck it through all that again with a lot of garbage. I just wanted to, to touch on the, the palaver and the, the fox outrage and everything. But I send on, send on Motherwell and hopefully there's... Exactly, fuck, I, I'm, I know I'm ranting now. I think the Scottish FA have asked Eva for a minute silence tomorrow when they play Ukraine, who are at war with Russia. And they want to have a minute silence to, to the billionaire. It's just, it's absolutely absurd. Can I just note that Tory said the fox outrage rather than the full outrage? Fox, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> before before, to, before, before they start. think we're coming after the animals as well. Just to stay, I've got absolutely <laughs> nothing against foxes or any other animals. So, sorry, for, for, for outrage, sorry. Right away, excuse me, right, continue. That's Tony getting cancelled after the animal rights activists, sir. But four times there's absolutely no harm in a fox he's he making the best episode. Say that again. He said he was a big WWF fan back in the day. <laughs> anyway, I fucking lost my train of thought now. No, I was just going to say, that, like you say, Tony, a lot of people have completely lost their run of themselves over the last 10 days or 10 years. That's about how long it feels what's going on with this nonsense. But I think that's right. But what we know was very, very clever. And I think that's probably wound them up a wee bit more. But there's no point in getting out of it even more because I'm sure people just want to go on with their lives and no hear about some million and how much they served them when they never actually knew the person. But Danny, before we move on to looking past the 
international break and towards Motherwell, which will be our next fixture. Once internationals are done, it's probably a good time for us to sort of cover Europe so far. I mean, as I said earlier, for me, I think for very unlucky to you know, get something at the Madrid game, as I said at the time after the game, but I thought for 60 minutes we, we played really, really well. And then again, Shakhtar, it just, we get the first goal and then they get theirs and either couple of players in the team could have done a bit better but it is what it is you keep going and then it just felt as if as I said earlier we could have played all day and the ball just wasn't getting in the net there was so many chances um, Jackie Marcus had one that had had the fucking hoose the mortgage your hoose like anything had to put on and bury in it Disney go in, Maeda gets one caught under his feet it just felt as if the ball just wasn't hitting the back of the net but again I thought there was a lot of positives to take for the result. And I know you kind of just keep saying that and saying, listen, there's positives to take because if you only get six games. They, that runs out very, very quickly. But how how are you feeling at this point? I mean, we're sitting third in the group. Shakhtar ahead of his own four points. We, we don't want Shakhtar ahead in four. Real Madrid sitting tap with six. Leipzig obviously don't have any points as of yet. You would assume that's going to change. But how, how are you feeling at this point, do you still think we can qualify or do you think it's we an eye towards Europa League we need to look at the new? No, we can still qualify. I think the two performances have proven that we can. I thought we were really good. I thought we were brilliant last week in Warsaw against Shakhtar. I thought we were outstanding. Been screaming out for a performance like that in Europe for years uh, away from home. And, and another night we'd have won 4 or 5 1. But aye, you need to take your chances at this level as well. it's been shown in both the first two games. and You get punished and all it was missing last. Wednesday night was the Shakhtar winner later on but we managed to get a point and a point in the next game is a good result as well provided Madrid beat Shakhtar if Madrid could take six points off Shakhtar we take four off Leipzig and then we've got a game against Shakhtar Donetsk it's probably winning you through you know you wouldn't in your fifth game before going to Real Madrid the last game you'd have taken that all day long so we should definitely be looking at Europa League we should be a bare minimum looking at four points off Shakhtar because they were rotten we should be able to beat them at Celtic Park. And you should be looking at yeah, the very worst trading wins with Leipzig to get seven points before we go to Madrid. And then whatever happens, we'll have seven maybe enough to go through if Real Madrid just win all their games. So, you know, I think we've played really well. I think we've acquitted ourselves really well. And you know what? We've got one point. We, sh- we could very easily have four or at least three. So we've been unlucky at times. And folk just want to put the boot in as well. I keep hearing how... You know, or, or, I mean, I was pig sick last Wednesday night that we didn't win, but it was a new one on me. Like, I went back and watched the highlights of the Anderlecht game where we won 3 nothing in Belgium, and they could have been free up before we scored the first goal. And we were all replaced at the back, and I just thought well, Wednesday night was such a complete performance for, you know, 94 minutes. We just let ourselves down, we won passage of play, and then nearly did what we always did, concede another goal straight away, we get, we get away with one. But I just didn't, I just didn't see us. I thought we would win the game, but I thought it would be kind of mere topsy-turvy, but we, we were in complete control and, you know, we were just really unlucky. And we, ah, you need to take your chances today, but, you know, just, just I was just appreciating what a great performance it was for a team that, you know, you've kind of, Europe's became a sort of hit and hope for us, isn't it? You know, you kind of shut your eyes and bless yourself before the team run out in Europe, especially away from home. And the last two performances in the Champions League have been very controlled, been very good. Real Madrid just got away for us in the end and Shakhtar we never took our chances but it bodes well for the double header against Leipzig if we can take three points but as I say a draw in Leipzig is a good result provided Madrid beat Shakhtar we just want Madrid to win their games now and hope that we can pick enough enough points after the other two to go through but I think we should uh, 
Take away a year, take away a year of the gathering day would be a fucking calamity for you. I, I, I think there's a lot of truth in what you say. A lot of spot on, to be honest with you. Like you say, there's so much positives to take, and that's the big thing for me. And I said it at the time for the game. I think in years gone by, when Shakhtar get that first, because we used to just concede goals in bunches in Europe. And years gone by, that would have been two one, three one at half time. But obviously. I thought the team sort of regrouped fairly well. There was phases in the game where you're going to have to defend that European football, but we got our, set, we got our foot in the ball, we settled things down. So I think there was a lot of positives to take in that aspect. And I actually agree, I think there's it's, it's in our hands completely to where we go for here. You've got the nets at home, which you've got to fancy, the players have got to fancy it. And then you've got Leipzig who are sitting in zero points and you can go and trade with them and go and trade victories or you can go and get a positive result there but you've got to fancy yourself at home again so it's, it really is all down to the players but Darren what about yourself how are you feeling about obviously the games so far and the games that are to come I think that when we first seen the group everybody's general consensus was that it was going to be an opportunity to progress and I think Danny Spawn, I think now if you were to tell me that we we're going to finish fourth in this group I'd be really disappointed after the start we've made I know Last week, I was at you watching Andy, and I, I just couldn't believe that we didn't win. Like, I know people will say that on Sunday we could still be playing in when they have scored, but I know we didn't get the winner on last Wednesday, but it was for the opposite reason. It was through, the, like, Sunday was a lack of chances. Like, last Wednesday, we had chance after chance after chance. Like, you've mentioned the Jackie Marcus one, the Maida one, Jota had a few as well. It's just... It was one of the best performances I've ever seen to Celtic away from home in Europe and we started superbly the first 10-15 minutes we were brilliant and got the goal and then Shakhtar had the sort of the rain 10-15 minute spell where they got the equaliser and as mentioned almost went ahead when they put it in but it was the ball had crossed the line for the goal kick thankfully but after that we just I felt we were in complete control and it was something that was it was really unseen at this level in Europe for Celtic where I think after like the 60 minute mark maybe that Shakhtar just seemed to retreat and just sort of say I come and break us down like it was if as it Celtic were playing like the home team they were just constantly bombarding attack after attack and apart from when Jens slipped and let the next game I don't think they really troubled us much in the second half and it's a massive opportunity to miss but we've got to we've got to take hope from it and the Leipzig game coming up but obviously the first game being in Germany it's it's one where if we get a point, it's brilliant. But at the same time, like if if we can hope that Real Madrid win in like three games, like two against Shakhtar and then in Germany, then technically all we would need to do would be win our two home games and be through the last sixteen. And I know that's much easier said than done. But if if we can just sort of get, if we can get something, I think it might sort of drain confidence from Leipzig in terms of like it would sort of kill their campaign if we go out there and they're, they're on zero or one point after three games. And like when they come to Celtic Park, and you've got to hope that we can go and get the win. I know it was only four or five months since the game of Glasgow and just sort of collapsed, and we've got to be looking to do the same to them as what our rivals done. And then at the next game, like there was more than enough in that game against them last week to show that we were more than capable of beating them at home, and you've got to hope that we'll be able to do that. And then as I say, if the results go away, then that last game against Madrid might just be a party for those that are going over, which hopefully it will be. But it's like it's the first time in years where it doesn't matter if it's Champions League or Europa League that I feel that we've really got a group that gave us a chance, uh, showing that we could qualify from it. And I don't know, 
I don't know about you, Andy, but like all I would say is the first two games, it's just really shown me the belief that Ange and his players that he's brought in, like that they're ready for this Champions League, and I think that it's really within themselves that they can go and yeah, get to the last sixteen. But as I said, I'm full of hope for the last four games. No, I agree. I think there's no reason to doubt them. It'd have been different if you say you played Madrid and. I know it's 3-0, but it'd be different if you played them and took a down for 90 minutes, but obviously it's not happening. A lot of these have come away for the Shakhtar game disappointed we didn't win, which, let's be honest, in years gone by that just wouldn't have happened. He'd be, he'd have been happy, he never conceded more goals. But I think it's it's completely within within the players, the ability of the squad. It's, it's there, they can do it. They just need to have that belief. And I said that before that game, I feel like the players have got a swagger about them. There's, there's something different about this team in Europe um, that a lot of Celtic teams I've watched in the past in Europe don't seem to have. And, and it, it looks like that belief and that self-confidence that they, they belong at that level. They can mix it at that level. Um, and the players are out there to, to try and make that point and prove that point. But Tony, just before, as I say, we move on to the mother games I didn't you want to add on the European adventure so far. I think we're quite unlucky how the fixtures fell. As well, see if they, it would have been Leipzig away, Shakhtar at home. A very good chance he'd be sitting in six points, but obviously there's not much he can do about that. I was happy with a draw. I mean, even with a minute ago with me and the ball, I'm still waiting for Shakhtar to score. I think that's just due to PTSD for watching Celtic in Europe for so many years, but especially, I mean, away from home. But I thought, mostly when we, when we conceded in Europe, we follow up with another goal, and we did. Obviously, it was disallowed. But we usually don't regain composure. We did really well and we, we came into it and we we dominated the full second half. A lot of good chances missed. Some of Jota's runs were excellent, just couldn't get the, the end product. But we're a very good position to guarantee European football after Christmas. You need Real Madrid to do the double over sector and you need at least three points for Leipzig. And then you're looking pretty when, and then you need to beat Shakhtar at home so I'm looking forward to, to Leipzig away I know they get beat at the weekend as well they get beat 3-0 off Borussia Dortmund so it's exciting times I'm not I'm not fear, fearful of playing them away I'm sure they're still a, a very good team but I think we can go there and get something if we can go there and get a draw then you would like to think you're just about going to pit them for Europa League at worst and then if you can beat them over there then you're just a bit of set for the last 16, so ah, it's exciting, all the same. Yeah, mother well at home, then off to Berlin, I'll be there if anybody wants to buy me a pint and look out for the fella with the long hair. I like you see, I think the big thing is that we've got there's the Champions League and there's also the option to drop into Europa, and there's an opportunity for the players to, to go and do both. So it's exciting, and I'm sure there's a lot of sort of us in terms to come, but as you say, it's the next sort of action we'll see for Selic is when we. We've got Motherwell at home. Danny, it's again Motherwell seem to be very up and down at the minute. The last result was a 3 0 doing half a heart. Something's been in my mind. I think we're going to come back and we could see one of the high scoring games. I hope I'm right. Although, let's be honest, if we came back and it was a shaky result and you win 2 1, then I wouldn't be complaining either. Three points is the most important thing, but something tells me we're going to give them a doing. But what's your thoughts? I don't think we'll play as bad as we, again as we did on Sunday for the rest of the season. I think, and I'm ready to go. I just trust these internationals would fuck off. I hate international football the, the best of times. Looking forward to the World Cup, and the big tournaments, but these pushy qualifiers, stroke Nations League games are just a complete farce. And for Celtic, we only played two league games in September. It's just a joke. And October's got to be really busy. 
So we just need to bounce back as quickly and as emphatically as possible. And Motherwell don't seem to be in any great shakes this season. That was another really bad home defeat on Saturday. So there's every chance that we could add to the misery further next time. But important to get you know our players back and and just get back to to winning again because the games come thick and fast in October and we need need everybody falling in the one direction. Yes, but on that's that's the thing. It's getting into that. I always find the end of the year can be or moving into the sort of. The winter months and end of the year can all be, always be a bit hellish. It'd be weird this year because there is this international break and the World Cup and, and all the rest of it, but there's, it's a tight schedule this year because of all that and games will be coming thick and fast. But Dan, what about your thoughts looking towards the game? Do you think it'll be a big performance for the players out to prove a point that that was a flash in the pan? Or? I definitely think so. I think that Ange will be sending them out with the, there won't be any mixed messages. I think they'll be sent out to put a point out there and I know we approach the games in the same way but I think even more so having produced that performance the players have got a lot of making up to do because it, it really wasn't good enough on Sunday and look the fact is as much as like, delighted with how Celtic started we if if the result at Tynecastle goes Rangers way then we'll be sitting second in the league and we'll need to respond we'll have a we've not got that cushion anymore the cushion that we got in early September is all but away with that defeat on Sunday so I think you'll need to come out I think it'll be injury permitting it'll be a sort of more recognised team with the likes of Hitati and O'Reilly and Jaw as well of course but I think it's I, I'd like a bit of clarity on the Carter Vickers thing because I know he's pulled out the America squad and I think there was a sort of the first rumours that came out said that he, they were hoping he'd be back for the Leipzig game but now he, as Tony said those rumours going about that might be a bit lengthier I don't know how true that is hopefully we we do hear a bit more, but I'd love to see either him or Starfield back, if not both, if, if we could have both back, and it's obviously a massive plus for the defence, but I even think, like, I thought Ralston was pretty poor on Sunday, so having Juranovic back should improve as a game, and I, I, I think there was, like, obviously last time we played Motherwell at home was the trophy day, and it was a great performance that day, 6-0, and hopefully we can gear that sort of performance to sort of I don't think the crowd will need to uh, pull up for it, but it's the performances we've been putting in have been getting the crowd on their feet, so hopefully we do produce a, quite a performance and we a lot of goals, because obviously getting in there at Leipzig game would be a good confidence booster. Aye, absolutely. I think, like you say, there's players, will, players are always put to sort of prove a point and try and make their, make their claim to get a start in these European games, but I think confidence is the big thing as well. If they go and put a big performance in in front of a good crowd against Motherwell, it, it sets you up. Andy, nice. can I just say, just one thing I forgot to bring on about that. I think going forward, I wouldn't be surprised if going forward, the wingers that Ange looks to start with is Shot and Haxabanovich. I know no really mentioned them in my Shakhtar or St Mirren comments, but I think that Haxabanovich has started really well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought in for a start that day. I actually agree with you. I think, I think Ange said a lot when you seen him start against Shakhtar. I think that was a big statement for Haxabanovich, for, for the belief and the trust to be put in him. I know it caught a lot of people be surprised, so I, I don't, I, I actually don't think you're far away, from, far off the mark when you say that. But as I say, the, the, the big thing's getting the confidence back and then moving on and you've got a massive game just a, a matter of, I think it's three, four days later, or then away to Leipzig. So, big games coming and as you said, it's thick and fast. But Tony, on the game itself, you can Give your prediction just at the end, but what what was your thoughts heading into the game and then again? What, what's your prediction? Well, it's a huge game. We haven't won in the last three. Obviously, 
there's a lot of reasons for that, but that's the, the truth. And Celtic Football Club's all about winning games. So I think we'll win. I don't think it'll be a doing, but I think it'll be a fast start and hopefully we can kill the game. Uh, at the same time, you're obviously hopeful that the Jam Tarts can do us a favour to get us back in a kind of more comfortable position than just two points. But I think we'll win 2 0. I think Jota will get a double. I don't, I don't think the manager will allow for for us to go off form. I think the players as well, they'll be wanting to play their way into the team for a massive double header against Leipzig. So, 2-0 Celtic, do a double for me? 2-0. I will say as well, Danny's actually had to just drop it there just before we wrapped up. But his prediction was also 2-0 Celtic. So, I'll put that in there for him. But, Dan, what about you and what's your prediction for the game? Yeah, I'll go a bit more positive. I think we'll win 4-0 and I think that Kyogo will get a double Matt O'Reilly on the score sheet and Sead Haxabanovich will get his first goal. On a positive result. I'll finish it off. I actually, as I said, I think we're I think we're gonna give them a bit of a do and I think the players the players alone, I don't think the the manager will need to G them up. I think they'll be at a point to prove and they'll come out with, with an attitude and a swagger into that game. I think it'll be five 0 and you you've put it in my mind, I actually think Haxabanovich will be on the score sheet, so I'll go for Haxabanovich, a Giacomakis hat trick and We'll go Callum McGregor to get another one. But that's us for another week. We'll, see. we'll be back after the Motherwell game. If you don't hear phase during the international break at some stage, but thanks for listening. Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 